Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to a very special midweek edition of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts. And today I'm joined by a very, very special guest, uh, not because he's my boss or anything, but this is <laughs> RadioTimes.com digital editor... Mr. Timothy Glanfield. Hello, Michael. Um, it's such a pleasure to be on the show. Long, long time listener, first time caller, yeah, as that's they it. say. Read the script, read the script. Um, yeah, no, well, well, thanks for that wonderful introduction and, he- and hello, listeners. <laughs> it's a big entry, it's a big entry. Um, we'll be rounding up all of the games in the Premier League this week. Uh, we have 10 games to be played between Tuesday and Thursday, uh, all on Amazon Prime, a bit of a new venture for the Premier League. Um, I guess before we take a look at each of the games, coming up this is a pretty big shift for the premier league it's a big shift um yeah the amazon coming in um and buying up two sets of games is very very different to how things have worked football obviously since the inception of the premier league Mm. most people would associate with sky sports they pretty much had the rights most of the way through um there was a period about 10 15 years ago where they started being other people getting a little bit another Mm. package because it's sold in packages um and so obviously you had satanta who the irish broadcaster yeah and then, um, a little bit before that, NTL had some pay-per-view <laughs> stuff, and then you moved into the, the era of BT Sport. So it was it was shared between them. When the Premier League sold their rights for this season and the next two seasons, mm. they brought in a couple of smaller packages, which um, were for two sets of ten games. Um, the one that we're just about to enter into was bought up by Amazon. They've got another set on Boxing Day, so they got all ten games from that kind of match day. And BT Sport actually got the other one. So BT Sport yeah. got a similar thing going on. Yes, day games. Um, yeah, so all of those all are going to be broadcast as well. So it is, it's, a, it's a big change. So it now means that football fans not only need Sky Sports <laughs> and BT Sport, yeah. but they also need Amazon if they want to watch um, the uh, all the Premier League yeah. games. Well, you think BT have big carved out quite a nice little thing for themselves? Sort of, no, then you know you're going to get like that morning game on a Saturday each week. Uh, you know you're going to get the Champions League stuff each week. But I guess Amazon trying to wade in, find their place, and and if it's for now, if it's just the showpiece games, the uh, the Christmas ones, if Boxing Day can become their thing, it's it's quite a bit of a masterstroke from them. Well, I think it is. I, I mean, I think the Premier League like this because ultimately they want the, they want the money to go up, right, in mm. sports broadcasting. It's in their interest for there to be competition between people going for um, the rights. I think from Amazon's point of view, if you look at it, it's a test, right? Mm. They've got it for three years. The same thing's happening for the next two seasons after this one. I think the way that they see it is, you know, it's December's great for them. It's the biggest, biggest month of the year for, yeah, a, for sure. a, what is, uh, for many, a shopping site, <laughs> right? Um, obviously, they do lots of other stuff. They do video, they do um, audio, they do music music, do photo stories, they do everything, yeah, right? Yeah. But ultimately, for many, they're a shopping site. What better way of attracting people in, in the run-up to Christmas, than saying, well, you get a 30-day free trial, mm-hmm. right? Get your 30-day free trial, you get two lots of football, so you get these ones in the Boxing Day games, plus you can do all your Christmas shopping <laughs> with us, and, you know, you can try out the service. Obviously, they'll be hoping that people stick with them. So, it feels like a bit of a, you know, it feels like a, a good gamble for them, but I think what's really interesting is what's going to happen in three years, what mm-hmm. When the rights come up again, because if this goes well for Amazon, I think you could see a very different picture for football fans. Yeah, you could start to see people like Facebook, Twitter. You know, it, it just opens up the whole online, online only world. I think uh, yeah. if if this takes off, and I, and I think the thing that because we, we talk about things like Netflix and Disney Plus and all that sort of stuff coming up, the thing that maybe sets Amazon apart is that most people probably already have Amazon Prime, or a lot of people will have Amazon Prime, and so this isn't a sort of 
um, a whole new thing for for thousands of people. Like this is something they already have, and being able to you know have another twenty Premier League games for free, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good deal for fans as well as let's say Amazon who are trying to get into this market. Well, I think for Amazon, you know, I think with any any subscription service like this, churn is an issue. So getting people to stay yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. So people may subscribe, they you know do their Christmas shopping because they want the next day delivery, and then they're off. So I think actually stuff like this, the more stuff like this they put in their calendar the more likely people are to stay as well because mm. if they start getting sports broadcasting well if you're a fan of a certain team you know a couple of games are going to be on there plus you do your Christmas shopping yeah. and get your next day delivery plus also you've got to remember what Amazon are doing there's this kind of um, documentary stri- strand to what they're doing mm. with sport as well so you're now seeing you know uh, I'm a Spurs fan we'll talk about Spurs later <laughs> are you really? but you know yeah. they've just announced um, that they're making the Spurs behind the scenes and I know they've done one for Sunderland for yeah. you already oh man um, thanks <laughs> uh, the agony um but what's interesting is they're making sport documentary content they're buying the rights to football they're sort of augmenting they sort of come together quite nicely Mm. and at the same time they're buying up tennis you're seeing the sports rights there so there's all these different reasons to sort of to sort of hang on to them so for them i think it's a really interesting strategy what it does in three years i think if it's a success you might see Sky and BT really being challenged by these streamers for the mm. rights, and you might see the rights all over the place because yeah. I think they'll go the highest bidder, right? Yeah, and I guess a lot of this as well. You think about the practicalities of this. We, so we've already looked at the the list of presenters and commentators and everything. Yeah. It's, it's more than forty people <laughs> are going to be games working almost all it's, at the same time. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like we've never seen this before. Like even Sky, for as you know as, as great as they are with with bringing live coverage, they've never hosted ten games. Hey, I'm surprised you're not one of the pundits. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, where was my offer, guys? You know, see but you next year. You're right; but it changes yeah, things. Like, doesn't it? it just it really, um, yeah. I mean, that's such a, a logistical challenge having sort of three or four people across ten games, um, and and that's before you get to the actual technical, the producers, the etc. etc. Et so it'll be fascinating to see how and and whether this actually works. But I'm sure it'll be a you know I, I think yeah. it's going to be a really interesting time. I guess what what's what's really interesting about it is what does it mean for football fans ongoing mm. you know it's already really expensive to watch Premier League football yeah. it's just got more expensive in a way because if you want to watch your team you're going to have to have this new service okay you can get a free trial but is that the future of football mm. is it going to get more are there going to be more and more services where you have to subscribe to more and more stuff and I think that's the bit that as a consumer people are going to watch with interest mm, absolutely um, if you would like any more information on how to watch these games uh, we have our guide on radiotimes.com slash sport uh, and that can bring you up to date with basically how you actually get the thing to work <laughs> there's, there's a lot of options so you don't have to sit around crowded around a tiny laptop screen you can uh, stream it straight to your TV should we go into some football now Mr Glanfield Go on then. Let's go for it. Uh, Tuesday, 3rd of December, we have Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth. That's a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, Palace, they've been a bit of a tricky run recently with some pretty tricky fixtures. Uh, good win over Burnley, and they'll hope to get something against Bournemouth, who are they could find, them, find themselves in real trouble coming up to Christmas uh, if they can't get any points here. They've got Chelsea and, and Liverpool coming yeah, up Yeah, and this next. is a surprise next. Bournemouth, you know, started started pretty well. Mm. They've, and uh, you know, frankly, they've got some good players. They play played some pretty good games, but they just haven't seemed to come come together yeah, this, th- this season. You know, once Callum Wilson, the goals seem to have dried up with Callum Wilson yeah. a little bit, and Josh King, and I think 
once you see those two start to drop off and look King's injured, um, you just wonder whether they have enough consistent goal scorers. I think Harry Wilson doing all right. Um, but yeah, he scored a beautiful free kick against did. Spurs at the weekend. He scores some lovely, he scores yeah. some lovely goals as Harry Wilson. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see about that one. I think Palace will really see that as a, a chance to pick up points, get back into the top half. It's the old 11th versus 12th game there. It's I'm a massive the one, like on Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> Aren't they all, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> um, second on Tuesday night, we have Burnley versus Man City. That's an 8.15 kickoff. Um, all the times are different, aren't they? Slightly they're different. Slightly it's different. Kind of Half seven seems to be the standard. Right. Um, but then... The occasional 8.15 just to throw the, you. The, the cheeky 8.15 <laughs> just, to, just to put it so in there. You can there. watch the first half of one of them and then, you know, watch the first half of another, maybe the end of almost the second half. Somebody, it feels like you could Almost flick if around. somebody's thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> City, so City have wobbled again. Um, another draw against, uh, against Newcastle. I think the most telling sign of a struggle is that nobody really reacted that strongly. No, no, it feels like, you know, the, you know, last season it was all, you know, Man City, Liverpool, Man City, Liverpool. And, and actually for a bit Spurs, I'll keep bringing them up. But um, obviously that fell away pretty quickly. But, um, you know, this season it it does, you know, now it feels like people are talking about Leicester as the as the only sort of challenge to Liverpool. And, you know, they have just lost or drawn too many games to to, to feel like they're challenging for the title, in my opinion. It yeah. just feels like it isn't a surprise. Like you say, it's like, oh, Man City lose or they get a draw or they drop points again. And it's like, hmm. And you look at the table and it's starting to be reflected. 11 points behind Liverpool after 14 games. That ain't looking good, it's right? It's not ideal, is it? And like you say, Leicester, you mentioned them there. We'll, we'll come to them soon. But Leicester are in such relentless form where Brilliant. City, you just don't really... They've got so many attackers to fear, but at the back, you really think you can get at them um, with with company obviously gone and, and Laporte still a couple of months away from coming. That's back. right, and always a tricky game away at Burnley. I think very much. Um, you know, you could see them dropping points again. Couldn't yeah, you? they're quite an all or nothing team, Burnley. I think the last four games they've won two like sort of three nil wins, and then they've lost three nil and two nil, and it's just kind of like which Burnley's going to do. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Dice has thought, you know what? We're going to sack off half of the games. We're going to only win half of these games. You know. Amazon should make a documentary called All or, All or Nothing Burnly. <laughs> they made it about the wrong that teams. That was an intentional plug for All or Nothing there. <laughs> all or Nothing Burnley. It's like a sponsored podcast. <laughs> eight, eight episodes of Sean Dyche's voice. I, I'm up for that. Amazon, get on it. Uh, moving on to Wednesday night, we have Chelsea versus Aston Villa. That is a 7.30 kickoff. A um, couple of defeats for Chelsea, which we're not used to seeing that on this podcast. But, right, two um, in a row. Yeah, two in a row. Man City and West Ham. Not the worst result losing to Man City, obviously. Losing to West Ham, they wouldn't have expected. West Ham though. is not a fun one. Not this season. Um, Tammy Abraham out. Uh, he could be back for this one. He's a bit of a 50-50 to face Villa. Um, They're definitely missing, definitely missing Tammy in, in the last, sure. in the last, the last few. Um, he's it, one of those where he's just he can he can pull out that match winner out of yeah. not a lot. It's that creativity, isn't it? And yeah. it just it, it feels like they're yeah they're, they're a bit flat. Mm. Um, I think you just need that person to lead the line. They've got so many attacking midfielders there: Willian, Hudson, Adoy, Pulisic. Um, it's just that sort of focal point, maybe. Um, yeah, the, the sort of Chelsea story this season, I think, is I think everyone at the beginning, people were like mm, not sure, not sure, and then suddenly came good, exploded, uh, exploded, and then you know uh, fourth in the table. You know, looked like they're really starting to become uh, one of those teams that should be in the Champions League places again. But then this couple of, couple of losses in a row and you start thinking, hmm, mm. what's going to happen? And it's not the easiest game in Stamford Bridge. They've got Aston Villa, who I think 
I feel like Villa, they, they haven't always turned performances into points. I think they've, no. they've looked all right. Um, Jack Grealish has been excellent yeah, in recent weeks. Definitely. Um, even if they don't get the points, they always tend to. I think the Liverpool game um, just recently, like they, they deserved something out of that. I think Spurs at the start of the season, I watched that one. And again, a bit hard done by to lose that one. So they could be a bit of a... Bit of a thorn for Chelsea. Yeah, definitely, one. and they're coming off the back of a you know a really hard fought draw at Old Trafford, which has got to give you confidence. Yeah. Um, and you, like you said, they got some great got, got some great players. Um, I, I you know I think that they you know they're in good form. I, I, I think that Chelsea may may struggle. Hmm, absolutely. Uh, same time, it's a seven thirty kickoff. We have Leicester versus Watford. Bit of a tale of. Uh, Two halves here, or two very opposite ends of the table. Very much so. You have Leicester, just relentless winning mentality. Watford, relentless losing mentality. <laughs> uh, Leicester, Including their manager. Leicester, yeah, for sure, who um, takes some effort to be sacked by Watford twice. <laughs> but there we go. Kike Sanchez-Flores, take a bow. Oh, you, got, you almost feel sorry for him, really. Like, I, I know. Like less than, was it 12 games or something? Yeah, he got, I think it was 85 days. 85 days. 85 days, that's and that's not, it. It's not enough, is it? No. It doesn't feel like I've lasted longer here <laughs> um, will you get somehow, to the end of the podcast though? who knows who knows who knows dear listeners uh, uh, Jamie Vardy scored six games in a row he's going for that record that he set himself I mean he's just uh, looking amazing Phenomenal. I mean like it's, it's just um, you know he's just on, on a different level at the moment yeah. and what, how old is he was he 30 33 and he's just you know, it feels like he's had a renaissance. He's just come, it's just like a different, it's almost like a, a, a come to a, a different level. He's playing the best mm. football he's ever played. Yeah, absolutely. And you just such a, such a shame. Goals, goals, goals every time. Yeah, it's such a shame actually going to the Euros, especially with England hoping to do do something that he has sort of called time on his international career. Yeah, I wonder whether yeah, Southgate feels a bit could, premature, doesn't it? could have a little phone call if he gets... Because he, he could very easily get well, twenty five. Premier, Premier League top goal scorer. You don't want you want them in your side if you know if they're if they're available. Mm. And I don't see why he's not, apart from ruling himself out. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on, we have Southampton versus Norwich. Also a seven thirty kickoff. Big relegation stra- scrap. Love it's that. A, a really big one. And you know Norwich have been, had a funny old season, haven't they? Because they've mm. pulled off these really you know great results. You know beating Man City. Um, you know they got a draw at the weekend against Arsenal. Probably Is that should have achievement. Probably or? should have. <laughs> well, at the moment, probably not so <laughs> much. But um, disappointing draw against Arsenal. Probably like, should have yeah. won that game. Mm. Um, you know, but they've 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 got some results against some big teams. But then they've just and you know and Pookie's been amazing. And you know, at the beginning of the season, he was in everyone's fantasy teams. He scored all those goals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just sort of all seemed to go a bit. Well, it was when Pookie started, well, stopped scoring. Yeah, that's when, that's he when stopped sort of scoring, apart, and then the whole thing just just stopped happening yeah. for him. And there's there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with that draw against Arsenal. They did play well. Yeah, and you just think, you know, I I, I don't think they're going to go down. I think Norwich all. Think? They'll, I think they'll they'll find a way out. And yeah, you see Cantwell and Pookie back in the, back in form, and they're their two main guys, obviously going forward. Um, I think Hernandez got a bit of pace about him. Bundia uh, came off the bench. Looks looks like a decent player. Um, interesting Southampton and. Norwich, both teams, both down there with attacking managers, they haven't really changed their style. They're just sort of, they're playing their own philosophies, whether that's, you know, foolish or, or wise to, to stick to what you know, but they're they 
Ball's going to try and score the way out of this well, one. Well, you think so. And, you know, Southampton, I think there should be some goals in this game. Southampton coming off the, a victory against um, Watford, but that's not saying a great deal mm. um, with the way that Watford Still have been this season. Yeah. But a win's a win after you've lost 9-0. Um, <laughs> you, know, uh, you, know, no, you know, after that, you know, do you think if they can bounce back and win any games, that would be good? Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be close, that one, but I, I, I would think that's going to be a Norwich win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on, we have Wolves versus West Ham. It's uh, also a 7-30 kickoff on Wednesday. Wolves going along very well in the Premier League and in Europe. Uh, they made it through to the knockout rounds of the Europa League while also sitting sixth in the Premier League. That's some some feat by oh, uh, it's Nuno brilliant. It's great. Santos. It, and it's just one of those great stories, isn't it? It's just nice to see. I mean, obviously Wolves are a team with great history and a great support, um, but it's just nice. It's nice to see a team that isn't one of the you know the traditional big six or whatever you, mm. you might call them and I know that they sort of um, change every now and again who they are but certainly <laughs> um, Wolves isn't one of the names you hear mentioned no, in no. that group and it's just really nice to see them doing so well in the league in Europe you know it's just it, 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 I, I don't want to say this really but it's, it's a bit like a fairy tale seeing it you know yeah. seeing a team like that with you know um, with a really solid support just doing really really well in everything that they're playing in and they're mm. playing fun football as well they're playing interesting footballs that people are enjoying watching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, West Ham as well, who I guess going this, in, into this one um, last week, you would have thought, would Pellegrini be still in charge? But looks like he saved his job with that win over Chelsea. Well, I think win, win, a winning a London derby helps, right? But it does feel like West Ham have got to do something pretty special this season to dig themselves out the hole they've got themselves into. Yeah. At the back, well, they're, just looking, they're just not looking great. It's so bizarre, West Ham, because we throughout these weeks in the, on this podcast, we've been looking at them and thinking that this looked like, you know, this is the year for West Ham. They've had a few windows of big, big spending. Um, they've signed some big, big players. Anderson cost £42 million, I think, for, for uh, an example. But... They've just not quite been able to gel together as a team. No. They're, they're a team of very good players without actually being, you know, the team. And I guess I guess when you, when you go down that route of signing the best players available, not necessarily the best team available, you're always going to be liable to that, you know, you know hot patches of form, mm. cold patches of form. Uh, and, and that's exactly what they've gone through. They, they tore it up at the start of the year. Uh, they've dropped massively since, been free fall. Yeah, because when you, they started, we, you yeah. were thinking West Ham, you know, going to do pretty well this yeah, season. Yeah, Haller flying up front. You had Yarmolenko chipping in with goals. Uh, and I guess it's it's just trying to find some sort of mid-ground. Like, it's okay to draw a game, you know. It's okay to uh, to grind out a point in, yeah. in some games. Well, I wonder if, um, that, I wonder if the, you know, they get a boost from the Chelsea result. Now, if that's the turning point they need in their season. For sure. Because they definitely need something, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of sides who have enjoyed a turning point in their season. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for this one? It's 7.30 on Wednesday. It's probably the pick of the bunch, you would think. It's Manchester United versus Tottenham. It's Jose Mourinho returning to Old Trafford. That's going to be a, a, a special atmosphere for the special one, you would think. <laughs> oh, he's mentioned special one. You're not coming back. <laughs> uh, it's a spicy one. Um, so it could be some iconic scenes here. You just feel like something, something big is going to go down in this game, and I can't. Well, quite indeed, and you remember. Uh, well, yeah, and it feels like uh, Mourinho as well. He's, you know, since coming back, he's, he's sort of slightly, he's, he's, he's become this humbler, sort of more the reflective yeah. version of, 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 of who he once was, and. <laughs> 
You can't help but think he may also be aware of the fact that the Amazon cameras are following Spurs around this season, yeah. making a documentary. And, you know, there's already been uh, quite a lot of um, of stuff going on that, that looks uh, like it make good footage for that. Um, yeah. You know, like the the ball boy incident, um, you know, where, yeah, um, and, you know, having him in for dinner and high-fiving with him and stuff. I think it's going to be a really, really good atmosphere. And I think, I think that it'll probably get quite a good reception from the Man United fans. Yeah, um, there was no real sort of animosity, I think, at the end. It was more, you know, it definitely seemed to be between Woodward and him, particularly, rather than, you know, the fans. I think the fans appreciated that he yeah. was doing what he could with a bit of a flimsy, flimsy Indeed, it feels him. like their ire is, is is kind of directed more towards the kind of the, the, the upper management of mm. the club rather than to him. So I think he'll have a good reception and, um, you know, great football heritage, obviously, Old Trafford. And, you know, they respect people who've won a lot of stuff and done a lot. Um, yeah. And obviously he has. As the Spurs manager, it's not quite as we were expecting, I guess, at the moment. <laughs> you know, he's come yeah. in, uh, uh, you know, a reputation for playing, um, you know, playing football that gets results and then shuts down. Down. And you know what are our results since since he's come in? We've won three two, four two, and three two. Yeah. So um, you know that sounds that's probably not the results that people would have predicted. Yeah, but so he's we've n- had he's three wins, the, so we'll the, take them. <laughs> he's not particularly the neutrals' favourite when it comes to entertaining football, but he's certainly showed it so far. Whether that's you know through his 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 doing or and yeah, and the way he just seems to have transformed Deli Ali by just saying, "I think that you're you know you're not your brother, are you?" Yeah. Um, I go command put, yeah, you to I, be good. <laughs> I yeah. command you to play um, world-class football immediately, <laughs> and yeah. he has. So, yeah, you know, good. I wish he'd do that magic spell on more of the players. I think it's coming, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Next up, Christian Eriksen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Christian Eriksen will be the star You don't of my want team. to leave the club. Yeah. You want to play. <laughs> yeah, you um, do want to sign a new deal on half the wage. Um, you know, I mean, it's been it's been an interesting time as a Spurs fan, because obviously Pochettino was um, very, very well-liked and has, took us on a, a hugely, um, uh, a huge journey over the last five years from being sort of from that sort of mid-table mediocrity mm. to you know getting to the Champions League final to being in the Champions League every season for the last four years yeah. becoming sort of solidifying our place as a top four side which you know I've been watching Spurs since I was a teenager which is a long time ago and you know to even dream of finishing in the top mm. four would just be crazy so I think it's been a bit of a it's a funny old time um, with him leaving but you know it looks like we've turned a bit of a corner you always get a bit of a bounce yeah. but it feels like there's some positivity again maybe it's a new energy that some of the players needed yeah I think um, sometimes you get a bounce from, from any old manager but this is you know a bounce from Jose Mourinho who is more well, than just any old manager and and if you can bring that that old I guess the underdog Jose back the one that sort of you know stole everybody's hearts at Chelsea well indeed you know? he's got like, Deli Alley playing well as well he's got yeah. Sissoko scoring goals <laughs> um, which is the first one in a century Miracle. I think <laughs> but um, yeah. you know there's a get lot there's Kim, a lot going on there Kim. Kane up and flying as well. Son Son and Kane just get them connecting up again and suddenly I think you have got a really, really... I think we've got a really exciting team going forward. I think our problem as with some of the other teams we've discussed is leaking the goals because in all of these games we're we're going ahead and then, you know, not the Olympiacos one but the two league games going 3-0 up and then almost drawing is yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that was happening under Pochettino so that's the bit that's Foot got to change I think yeah and and I guess United you could say similar they've scored 13 and 5 now but they can't defend either well, they, no I mean, well they're they, coming they, off the back of a 2-all two two draw against Villa a 3-all mm. draw against Sheffield United <laughs> Um, losing to, to um, Astana, yeah. is it? 
I mean, that's, yeah, it's not necessarily, you know, I think it feels like the Wednesday night game's going to have goals, right? If it hasn't yeah. got goals, something's gone wrong. For sure. The wrong and that's not what we up. would say usually about <laughs> Mourinho's side. <laughs> no. A Mourinho team in a big game is usually a 1-0 grind out and settle for a win. But and it's, yeah, and I agree you, with you. I do think this is kind of out of his control. <laughs> it's out of his control. There's going to be goals. It's going to be a, a slightly strange atmosphere, I guess, because you've got Solskjaer under pressure as well. Um, you know, there's, there's sort of there's the rumours that Pochettino might go to Man United, whether or not that's true. But there's so yeah. much going on. On. you know it feels like there's a lot riding on this mm. game they're, they're basically neck and neck in the league now and it's between Man United and Spurs probably going with Chelsea going for that fourth yeah. Champions League spot though so there's a lot riding on this game yeah draw, be, draw doesn't really do much for either draw side, doesn't does really help anyone you know both teams will want to win want to really start putting the pressure on Chelsea um, and you know also prove you know you've got two managers trying to prove themselves one mm. new to the club one three in a row wants to win four and and what a place to do it. And the other one, under pressure, coming off the back of a load of bad results, everyone's saying, you know, is he up to it? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's going to be a lot of football to play there. Yeah, absolutely. And one final point on this, we could get to see Jose Mourinho dropkick the VAR. So, you know, we, we can't guarantee this. Your your free trial may not cover Mourinho dropkick incidents, but if ever there was a game he was going to do that, it's yeah. probably his first one with VAR. Uh, moving from one seismic game to another, we have a Merseyside derby for you. It's an 8-15 kickoff, so you can watch the first half first of Man United, half of Man United Spurs, Spurs, then watch um, over. at least the first 15 minutes Wonderful. of the Merseyside if derby, then go back fancy, and watch the second you half. Go back, yeah. <laughs> and then when you see Southampton Norwich, you know, a five all yeah, draw at half time, exactly. you flick onto that. The whole country flicks over to that. Um, Merseyside derby, again, it's it's can't even get anything out of this. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not gonna happen, traditionally, the Merseyside derby is quite an exciting game, often produced, it's produced some great games over the years. Mm. Um, you know, you'd, you'd expect it to be an eventful affair, but the way that Liverpool are playing this season and the way that Everton are playing, you can only really see one result, yeah. right? I mean, it's at Anfield as well, yeah, which makes sure. it even more of a mountain to climb for Everton. With Liverpool, they're, they're not... <sighs> For, depends what you mean by form because I think like form they're in, they're in great form in one sense that they're picking up wins after wins after wins they've won 13 of 14 so far and, and drawn the other one and and yet this is probably some of the weakest actual displays mm. they've put in in yeah. a long time under Klopp so it's it's a weird balance what they've got going on but I guess when when Salah doesn't turn up when Firmino doesn't turn up when Mane doesn't turn up the fact that you've still got Alexander-Arnold yeah. whipping crosses in and Van Dijk to yeah. do his magic with them it's it's just relentless just relentless winning and that's the that's the sign of a, ch- a champion mm. right that's that the the you know a team they're not playing particularly well really by their own very very high standards but they're winning every game still yeah. they're finding a way out they they they're grinding out those results however they, however they have to you know um i said this before but i think that they're almost if if they win this title they're going to be winning it playing like at Alex Ferguson's side yeah like just it, it's not all about the pretty football all the time but no. just that never never stopping and and if it's a 94th minute goal so be it like yeah that, that's still three points in the bag well, and three points that I don't think Man City can I don't, I don't used think to it, it doesn't out. feel like this season that Man City have got that in them mm. and you know they're already a long way behind it feels like Leicester are playing amazingly but can they really keep going at that pace we all said, the way through <laughs> we said this we in said 2016 this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we mm. said it before um, 
but you know maybe they can but they're all you know they've still got some catching up to do it means Liverpool have, it's all in their own hands now the destiny is their own hands yeah. they've got to slip up quite a few times to allow someone else to come in and that other team has got to be just as um, relentless in the wins and I, you know mm. maybe it will happen it's not even Christmas yet I was right? going to say you think if you think Christmas this is where it's so important Liverpool have about eight games I think it is mad over Christmas well, they've, they've got, got the World Champions Cup, Cup as well yeah. Champions League is step like, yeah. so I think if they can get through this, then I mean it's 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 a you know it's a steady hill down to the the finish line. But if if they drop one, you know if they lose one of these games, that could very easily turn into two two defeats. Yeah, no, could I turn into three so. defeats. It's about momentum, isn't it's, it? You know, it, I know momentum's a, a word that's sort of bandied around. What does it mean? But there there is a thing in that, and there is you know confidence and just. Just turning up, winning those games, and leaving—that is—that is a mentality. And they're so desperate to win the league, right? Yeah. And, and last season they were so close, and they played so well, and got so many points. And you know, if they hadn't have been, you know, if it hadn't have been for an extraordinary Man City performance, mm. they would have won the league in any other year, playing the way they yeah, done absolutely. with the points they got. So absolutely. you know, that that can always weigh heavy on you when you get into the running. Because you're like you're so desperate to win it, is that when you take your eye off the ball? Yeah, for sure. And uh, Everton in this one, who I mean, Marco Silva, it's not really. I feel like he's been on his last game <laughs> quite a while now for about ten games now. Uh, it's not a great one, which could determine your future. I mean, it's a bit of a write-off, and I think the the fixtures don't get any easier after this. Um, you wonder whether. I mean, is there any is there any hope for them? You you wonder whether he can just deliver that that team talk of a lifetime, get everybody so flat, like fired up, and you see what Leicester did the other day against Everton. They got that goal. They played very well the mm. other day against Leicester. Um, Sidibe looked good. Davies looked good. Uh, Sigurdsson better. It will be looked good. Looked very lively and yeah. mobile. And and you just you do just wonder if they can get some sort of freak goal earlier on. Whether that would be enough to rock Liverpool, I, mean, I still think Liverpool are obviously the heavy, heavy favourites here. But if there's a game for Everton players to turn up, stand up, and be counted, I mean, this is surely it. I agree. You know, if they, you know, I, I feel, I do feel, feel for Everton a little. I mean, I feel like they're putting some really good performances this season, and they're just, it's just not coming together for them. Like you say, the game um, against Leicester at the weekend, they played really well, mm. um, and you know, um, Davis and Sigurdsson in the midfield were they kept the Leicester midfield really quiet which mm. which this season's unusual yeah, it's very hard to do um, and you just think if they I agree if they can come out for that bigger case it's their FA Cup final and that's a cliche but it is you know this mm. is a huge game for them if they come out and yeah do something early maybe there's a chance they could put an upset in there but you just think with the way Liverpool are playing this season I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. And the other, you know, I, 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 you know, how long has Silver got left? Well, you know, do you, do you fire someone after losing the Merseyside derby? I don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you made a point before um, we were talking in the office about the fact that you know, are they almost waiting? Yeah, you know, it feels I mean, like you don't want to bring a new manager when you've got yeah. a load of really hard games coming up. Yeah, I, I was I was genuinely expecting if they'd lost in a more convincing way to Leicester, whether they'd bring in like you know, big Duncan Ferguson or like mm. a, a bit of an Everton legend to manage ahead of the Merseyside derby and go all heart overhead sort of thing and um, and just sort of steer them through this next run of games. I think they've got City and all sorts coming up in the next few games. Um, whether they would just, you know, trust a caretaker to, you know, 
try and keep damaged damage limitation, I guess, for those yeah. few games. They're gonna have to do something quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um so once the Merseyside Derby finishes, you're all footballed <laughs> out, right? Until yeah. Thursday. Oh no, there's more. Oh, Amazon. <laughs> and it's live. Um <laughs> on Amazon that? Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um we have on Thursday, we have Sheffield United versus Newcastle. That is a seven thirty kick off. Um, Sheffield United, th- wow, that eh? is the fairy tale. That really is. Um, yeah. no, they're I mean, sitting up in seventh, unbelievably cons- uh, consistent. They are unbeaten in seven for a newly promoted side. That is something else. Uh, they've drawn five of those games. They love a draw, don't they? <laughs> um, but they're, they're not scoring too many. But they're not conceding too no. many. It's it's just a very very assured season from them. They, look, they don't look out of place at all. No, they're making it hard work for all of the big sides, um, and they're and they're getting points from from almost every game. And you know that's and they're quite deservedly right up there amongst the European. Mm. You know they're not far off European places. They've been there or thereabouts, and you just thing it's again it's one of those things where you think oh newly promoted side sure they're going to run out of steam at some point yeah. but they don't seem to be right? just just the, they haven't really had massive highs no. they, they're just sort of like constantly 7 out of 10 every week mm. and that's what you need to and be in the Premier League to, but, to stay up and you know just to bring it back to Spurs as always obviously um, no, but all the game, they, 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 when they played a, um, played a, us when we were at home uh, recently a couple of weeks ago you know just went at us though like I mean that, they've got no fear they're just coming out of yeah. the blocks just going at going at big teams straight off and uh, you know, I use big teams yeah. <laughs> liberally in Spurs it, at the moment, but um, you know they really just come out <laughs> yeah. of the come out of the blocks and just go go for it. It's you know they're not they're not playing like a team who've just been promoted or are kind yeah. of showing respect in that way. Which you know neither should they. You know yeah. they're getting the results. Go do it. They've um, the the last two defeats came against enormous opponents in the shape of European champions Liverpool and 1973 FA Cup <laughs> final winners Sunderland <laughs> AFC in the oh, cup. Oh, brought it back to Sunderland. Um, enormous. I just wanted to get them in there. Um, <laughs> We still exist, eleventh in League One. Uh, Newcastle United, oh Newcastle United, <laughs> Newcastle United, steadily improving under Steve Bruce. Uh, they, they, let's say they got that draw against City. They, they beat City last year. They seem to turn up for those big games, but you, you think that they've got to start winning consistently against the teams around them. They, uh, they couldn't get past Villa the other night, and you just think they've actually got to start, you know, with Joe Linton, who's not impressing up front. Uh, Almiron, who got his first assist for the club eventually uh, but he still doesn't doesn't completely strike confidence into me um, they've really got to start beating those teams around them or, or teams like Sheffield United who should be around them uh, if they want to put together a consistent run yeah I mean Newcastle's forward. one of those teams where you just think they're just not they're just they're a huge club they've got the huge support and they you know they shouldn't be where they are at the moment and you just feel like a game like Sheffield United v Newcastle you look at that on paper and especially if you didn't know what you knew about Sheffield United this mm. season you think well that should be a game that Newcastle are winning right yeah and it is um but it doesn't feel like that you know they're getting the, they have got these results here and there and you know the two all against Man City is amazing but they're not that they're not hitting the mark where where they need to in the games yeah. that they need to be they've winning to, and getting points from yeah they've got to win those games like this one and, and they get doing the draw so against Man City the point, and then yeah, that they, gets they, you into yeah. mid-table and the, and the upper echelons but and that's sort of, where you build from take the points or deny teams yeah. around them from getting the points totally. you know, rather than just taking a point off City and losing to Sheffield United so yeah it's, it's a tricky one for them but hopefully but I agree well, it does, it does feel like it's, got, it's getting a little bit better 
It's yeah, getting better. For sure. And if you tune in on Amazon on this one, you will see them all with their tops off in December because that's the way Newcastle rolls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 8.15 kickoff. So once you've watched a half of Sheffield United, Newcastle, you can switch over to Arsenal versus Brighton. This is the final game of the week. Uh, and Freddie Umberg, you've got no idea how this is going to pan out in terms of how good a coach he is, but that defence is uncoachable. <laughs> um, I mean, Mustafi and Louise, the chocolate teapots at the back, they cannot be the answer long term. Uh, whether he can limp them through to January before, you know, signing, I don't know, a boulder, just just anything, yeah. anything that's more more mobile than, than Mustafi and Louise. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal, This, I mean, again, coming from a Spurs fan, obviously it's going to sound biased, but I don't think it is. I mean, what's going on? Um, you know, now managerless after, you know, with the caretaker Freddie there, but, you know, the, the defensively, it's just... What? Just think the recruit. They, they try to delegate out a bit more. They've gone, you know, recruitment heads and heads of player development and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, and Emery was there, was there as the coach. Like simply just stick to the field, stick yeah. to the training field, and and I know he made mistakes. You know, he set them up incorrectly sometimes. Five at the back against Southampton, blah blah blah. But he was just a very small part of the problem that's gone on there. They, they've essentially they've offered him up, like I say, David Luiz, and not replaced people like Mustafi. They've still got Callum Chambers knocking around. They've the the recruitment teams offered those players up and said to Emery, "Okay, turn them into a top four defense." It's not happening. It's no. not going to happen. Um, I guess for now, looking at this one, Arsenal, Brighton, thankfully they've got Aubameyang and Lacazette who will just try to simply, very simply, outscore Brighton. <laughs> and I think they're going to have to, it, right? I mean, just look, yeah. at, just look at their results, though, in the league. I mean, you've got, out of the last five games, four draws um, uh, four, four draws and a defeat. So you've got a draw against Norwich, a draw against, and these aren't even draws against big teams. It's draw against Norwich, draw against Southampton, uh, losing to Leicester quite convincingly, um, then the draw against Wolves. You know, obviously Wolves is a better result. Draw against mm. Crystal Palace. These aren't. They're not. And 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 there's goals. They're conceding goals every time. And you just think that's yeah. not the Arsenal that we kind of know. And in my case, don't love. But you know, and that's yet, not the yeah. Arsenal. That and yet, in recent years, that's that's become all too familiar for yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I mean, it does seem a little bit worse than than it has been yeah, the for last sure. few seasons. When you for look sure. at those results. I hear there's some, uh, you know, that that Frenchman just got hired by FIFA. Is it Arson? Arson? Somebody <laughs> probably do a decent job there. Um, Brighton and yeah, I guess Brighton are an interesting team. They've got Graham Potter signed up to a long-term contract. Obviously, want to keep him while there's so many managers left, right, and centre. Well, indeed, um, they've lost a few in a row, but you're probably going to see them nicely tucked up in the middle, in the middle of the pack. And and like I say, with Arsenal's defence in this way, you you could just you, put anybody you can't throw them see, forward. Yeah, I mean, you you wouldn't. Be Bet against Brighton getting a few goals, and then yeah. just how many are <laughs> Arsenal going to score? Right? Is yeah. it going to be three two Arsenal or Prediction two or seven two, five? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, normally you'd look at that and you go Arsenal at home. Surely that's a a win, but. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that is us. And once you get to this point, you've watched so much football. You've you know you've maxed out your internet, and that's it. You're you've done. Broken the internet. <laughs> you've watched half of every game. <laughs> yeah, you've watched 45 <laughs> minutes of 10 games. Enjoy. Um, and that rounds us off for the day. I'll be back on Friday with the next instalment of the Football Times podcast. In the meantime, enjoy every game you watch and come to radiotimes.com slash sport for all the latest previews, news and views on the latest upcoming sporting events, football and otherwise. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good Christmas. Bye. Cheers.